Apple Presents Events at the Apple Store. All right, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome this evening's guest moderator, Marlo Stern from the Daily Beast. All right, uh, thanks for coming, everybody. Don't worry, it's not just going to be me up here. There's going to be a lot more people filling up all these chairs. But we're here for Dope, which uh, it's, it's not only... Yeah, it's not only one of the best movies I saw at Sundance, it's one of the best movies that's gonna come out this summer. And uh, when I went to my first screening of Dope at Sundance, it had just been acquired after a very heated bidding war for about $7 million that lasted all night. And it's really funny, James Franco was sort of just loitering around the screening, begging people for tickets. That's, <laughs> that's how hot of a ticket it was. He eventually got one, but. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's a fantastic film. It's directed by Rick Famuyiwa, who I don't know if you've seen his previous films, The Wood or Brown Sugar. He's a great director. And it concerns a trio of geeks in Inglewood. Um, there's Malcolm, played by Shamik Moore. There's Jib, played by Tony Revolori from the Grand Budapest Hotel. I'm sure you saw him in. And there's Diggy, played by Kiersey Clemens, who's a star on Transparent. And what happens is, you know, through a bizarre set of circumstances, they come into possession of a backpack full of very high-grade ecstasy. <laughs> and then they have to find out how to basically sell it on the black market. And that brings them into contact with a lot of strange, nefarious and odd characters, including Will, played by uh, Blake Anderson from Workaholics. And uh, let's see, there's Lily, played by Chanel Iman, the model. And yeah, she's here today, and, uh, and also Jaleel, played by Quincy Brown. Um, but, you know, we, ha we have most of them here today, and we're gonna, what we're going to do right now is throw to a trailer of the film so you can get a little taste of it. So here it goes. You go to high school in Inglewood. You think you're gonna get into Harvard? I'm from a poor, crime-filled neighborhood, raised by a single mother, don't know my dad, blah, blah. It's cliche. Allow me to introduce myself. My name is Malcolm Adekandi. I'm a straight-A student with nearly perfect SAT scores. You probably got like one of them photogenic brains. <laughs> you mean photographic memory? What'd I just say? I mean, yeah, you, you said it. Yeah. Reiterating. I play in a punk band with my friends, and I'm a 90s hip-hop geek. You gonna say something or just stare at me? A bad day for most geeks would be being the butt of jokes. Some brother really needs to invent an app like ways to avoid all these hood traps. It is time we started expanding our horizons. We're not going to a drug dealer's birthday party. But when you live in the bottoms... Well, I'll go if you go. Okay! A bad day could look like this. We were dancing, man. <laughs> If I let this lie, we got what they call a slippery slope. You know what a slippery slope is? Do a guy anything to do with skiing? Shut your ass down. Don't make swap. Do you have what I left in the backpack? Did he actually say I'll kill you and your friends if you don't get rid of these drugs or just you? Don't act like you weren't curious too. Hey, all we gotta do is find the white people. Go to Coachella, Lollapalooza. We don't know nothing about drugs. You do. We need to know if you're gonna help us. Okay. Nobody's gonna suspect a thing. We're just geeks doing what geeks do. I don't wanna go to jail. I wanna go to college. Ah, slippery slope. Exactly. You play with me, my little boy from the hood? Hey, wait, wait, wait. I am the authority in keeping a proper brother to Horatio. So unless you got some boobies. What? Like, boys don't cry. Remember we were saying that? I remember that. Can't bring me down. 
Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Malcolm Adekandi. Can you dig it? You can call me N-word, and I can't say it. Technically, you shouldn't be able to say the word. Why can you okay, use it? Okay, because I'm 14% African. Ancestry.com. Look, just say the damn word. You're my... It was a reflex. All right, so let's bring him out. Um, first, let's go with uh, Mimi Valdez, the producer of the film. And then, oh, they're coming out. <laughs> we have Quincy Brown, who plays Jaleel. Chanel Iman, who plays Lily. Blake Anderson, who plays Will. Kiersey Clemens, who plays Diggy. Uh, Tony Revolori, who plays Jib. And, uh, and we got Cap G, who plays both Fidel and features on the soundtrack. So let's, let's start it off, guys. Let's, let's start with Mimi down at the end. I mean, music plays a very, very large role in this film. And uh, it really is a love letter to 90s hip hop in a lot of ways. But I, I was wondering if you could talk just about the role of music and how it, it really does like, shape the entire tone of the film. It gives it the groove. Totally. The, the music is definitely another character in the film. Um, Rick, the writer-director, uh, he loved 90s hip-hop and wanted to infuse it in the film and and you think about the 90s and it just being such a great era for music not just hip-hop but grunge like so so much great music and there was so much diversity so i think um rick liked the idea of having that juxtaposition of what that 90s music represented in terms of just being so different and so many different unique voices and infusing it into the film with these characters right and cab you perform a song on the soundtrack right uh, yeah. let's, let's talk about that it's C cocaine shoddy? I lose the title. Yeah, cocaine and shoddy. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, so how did that, you know, how did that kind of vibe with just the film itself? Was it inspired by? Yeah, it was. Um, if you see my scene, it's like gritty. You know, I'm a tough guy. I got the tats, so it really represents that cocaine and shoddy. You know. And I mean, you guys. I mean, you, you know, with Tony and Kiersey, you guys feature in a band in the film, Oreo. Yeah. And you get to perform four new songs by Pharrell. Um, but I mean, what was, what was it like? Just did you have band practice? I mean, were you actually performing some of those songs as far as... Call it that? <laughs> um, well, I mean, we kind of just went in and did it in the studio with Pharrell. We didn't really have practice. Well, I don't know about you. I had to practice my drums. Her but drumming skills. Like, other than that, we heard the songs when we got there. and. Yeah. He kind of added lyrics and switched up the track and everything, and it was like a collaborative effort. It was really cool. Was he wearing the hat in the studio when you were? Yes. It was one of them. He had like <laughs> no. one, two or yeah, something. Yeah, he did, but like he also took it off. Yeah, he took it off. And I put yeah. it on. And she put it on. <laughs> <laughs> Did yeah, it he fit? didn't have it the yeah. whole time. Yeah. Well, no, his, hat. his hats fit everyone. They like shrink and grow at the same time. <laughs> it's amazing. It just customizes to the head. Yeah. So. Customizes to the head. Uh, um, Blake, I mean, with you, yes. so they come in contact with Will. Yes. Because they need to move a very large amount of ecstasy. I got to push that weight. Lolly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is called Lily, but we'll get to that later. Through a bizarre series of circumstances, it gets called Lily. Um, but, you know, I mean, have you ever dabbled in the, uh, in the deep web? Did you do any research as far as, because they have to, the thing is you have this black market operation that you set up where, you know, they pay through bitcoins and that sort of thing. And yeah. I don't think a lot of people are familiar with that? Um, no, I've never uh, sold drugs online. Um, <laughs> I, may the have, road. <laughs> I may have accidentally sold drugs in person once or twice. But, right. 
Yeah, as far as the black market goes, I'm not too familiar with it, but it, it is a deep web for sure. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and Chanel, I mean, there's, there's an insane scene that basically sets off a lot of the action in this film as, as far as the lily goes and how the drug gets its name. But I'm curious what it was like to shoot. So what happens is basically um, you accidentally snort a ton of the stuff. Not accidentally. You snort, <laughs> a, ton of, you snort accidentally. a ton of the stuff, and the, but you don't know how potent it is. And then you basically end up outside of a Starbucks peeing, and, uh, and it goes viral. And, yeah. then, and then the drug gets called Lily. But I mean, what was it like? That is the most insane scene, I think, in the film. What was it like to shoot that sequence? Um, there's a lot of insane um, scenes in the film, and my character, she's crazy, wild, all over the place, and she's just, it's just, it's a really edgy role that I played, and, you know, he's the one that gave it to me. Um, I'm sorry. But it was actually really fun to do a lot of the things that I, I've never done in my life, and run across the street and piss, uh, and th there's a throw-up scene, there's all different crazy stuff that I'm doing in the film and um, I, I, you know, a lot of people are used to seeing me like put together so this was a great part for me to be all, to play a raw role. And I mean Quincy, you two, you're, you're involved in a lot of the Lily scenes as well, I mean, and your character is kind of a ridiculous caricature of just like an Angelino hip-hop head. How did you how did you get, how did you find that character, you know? Is he based on someone you know or? Yeah, um, to really tap into my character of Jalil, um, I know a lot of people, first of all, his whole mentality and his demeanor and everything, it's almost like he was doing too much. He was trying to be too gangster and, and he wasn't. And it was forced, you know? And I kind of know some people like that in real life. And I also know some real gangsters in real life. So I just got to mesh the two, you know what I mean? And like find that little line in between it, you know? And that's definitely Jalil all the way. He's kind of like Malibu's Most Wanted. Exactly. A little, a little bit. Yeah. He's just black. But he is black. So let's, let's throw to a clip, uh, one of the first clips in the film, and, uh, and check it out right here. Malcolm lives in Inglewood, California, in the Darby Dixon neighborhood referred to as the Bottoms. Malcolm's friends, Jib and Diggy, are also geeks. Yo. All I want to do is a zoom, 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 and a boom, boom. Word. So you probably recognize that voice that was narrating that clip. That's Forrest Whitaker, who's a producer on the film. And he also narrates the film as well. And that was Zoe Kravitz, who plays Nakia, who's the... Uh, I guess the apple, or in that scene, I guess apple bottom of, uh, of, of, Malcolm's, of Malcolm's eye. Um, uh, so, I mean, we also heard some Naughty My Nature in that, in that as well. I mean, for you guys, are you guys, you know, Tony and Kiersey, are you guys in the 90s hip hop at all? Or is this kind of a, an education for you, so to speak? Um, I think I learned more. I think I learned more so like about other genres rather than just hip hop because these kids like 
what is it like punk rock yeah all that stuff, so. it's a lot of like thermals and corn and tv on radio so it, i mean yeah. we see a lot of 90s music but when we were kind of getting ready to shoot this uh rick our director gave us a lot of cds with music and it would be you know a lot of bands punk 90s hip-hop so it was a huge collection what rappers were on the mixtapes that uh, rick rick gave you who I didn't really like listen to the rappers to be honest because I mean like we already know we already them. Knew them so yeah. I was like I got into corn. Oh really? <laughs> She's massively into corn now. I was like oh corn's really cool. That's so awesome. I listened to like a lot of like I wanted like headbang and stuff like that you know. Good for you. Does he still perform in the kilts? Uh, I don't know. But he, he I used think to so. <laughs> yeah, he used to perform that. Um, so so I mean I mean Blake too. You know what was what was it like to get? How many times were you slapped by by Kiersey? During the making of this film, thirty-seven. Too many. Counted. Too many for sure. Uh, the, I think it's the first slap in the movie, but the second slap we actually filmed uh, when we're kind of at at camp. It's like a flashback, and Kiersey's kind of like slapping me from the from the back, and uh, yeah, we took that several times up to the point where like you get this natural instinct. I couldn't even help it. I was like actually starting to get very pissed. pissed. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So Kiersey, did you go full? Full throttle on those? Well, or? that was the reason we had to do it a bunch of times because I didn't want to, like, like I respect you as a man. Well, like, I didn't you. want to slap you. And That's so, the first time I've ever heard that. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> and so I was kind of, like, doing it, like, half-ass. Yeah. And he was like, you need to really hit, hit me. Just, like, <laughs> we're, like, hit wasting time. Yeah. yeah. But um, I went for it. Like, she did. The last couple uh, takes, yeah. I, was I think you got a sense of it from the trailer, but... Uh, Blake's character has a penchant for saying the uh, the N word a lot, yes. and uh, yes. and it earns him some well deserved slaps yeah. throughout, the, throughout <laughs> the film from Kiersey's character. Yeah. Um, so, so Chanel, I mean, you know, as far as getting into Lily and tapping into that, you know, could you just describe what her vibe is because she is she is kind of the seductress when you first come in and meet her, but then she, you have to just completely go off on like a crash course of insanity. So how was it just managing Lily, you know, managing that transition from like cool seductress in the beginning to completely insane person? Well, um, Lily has a lot of levels to her character and um, you know, in the beginning she's very sexy and you know, she's just kind of, she's all into Malcolm and wants to get to know him and then she's, you know, just, she's very flirty and um, then she just I don't know, just something hits her where it's just like she just snaps and she just has this split personality and just wiles out and you guys will see, you guys will laugh. And um, I just kind of um, went online and did a little research and kind of, I guess, saw what it was like to be on her level of, <laughs> you know. Recreational lightness. <laughs> That's right, because you know, Chanel does no drugs or alcohol. Say, yeah, no. She's like such a good girl, so when you guys see the film, you'll be really surprised because she really dove into it. It's her first role, first movie role ever. Very proud of her. Yeah. Now, ASAP Rocky plays Dom, who's, who's the, uh, the, the big drug dealer, the nefarious drug dealer in the film, who it's, it's all his ecstasy, basically. But uh, does anyone have any good ASAP stories <laughs> on the panel? I mean, as far as 
With your sister. I have one that's oh. probably very boring but very impressive. <laughs> he again, it was also his first role. He had never been in a movie before and he was so just like excited about it and did whatever it was that he needed to do. He'd come to the set early. He was always like talking. Are you with sure? Maybe the day maybe the day that, that maybe there was one day I didn't realize because you used to bring them, right? So you were driving um, them to the set to no. make sure? No, oh. no, 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 I didn't do all that. <laughs> <laughs> I just but made it, sure everything was okay. It felt like everything I like, I, I felt like anytime we needed him, he was there. We yeah. weren't, you know, searching for him, yeah. I guess. No, no, he was definitely very professional, which I, I thought. Also, there was one point in the club scene where he tripped. Do you remember that? Like, oh, yeah. There was an extra who, oh, like, who, yeah. who <laughs> messed yeah. up and didn't yeah. run in the right direction, and she tripped ASAP, and he cut his knee. Yeah. Oh. He handled oh, it like a... Like a pro. Like a G. Uh, <laughs> he hid that uh, anger really good. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I know the first time I got to meet ASAP was at, at Sundance, and, you know, it's always kind of a, a roll of the dice when you're meeting a rapper. You're not sure what they're going to be like, but, uh, you know, that's... That's Flacco. You don't want to mess with him, you know. No, 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 no. But no. he was actually a really, really chill, cool dude. Yeah. Yeah, he was running lines with me, like, because I really wanted to do this, and I was, you know, um, just I just read the script. I fell in love with it, and I saw there was a character that acted a little similar to him. So I, we both went on and on the audition, and we killed it. We both got a call that we were in the movie together. So it was awesome. Cool. Yeah. No. Yes. There we go. Yeah. Let's give it for it. There we go. Uh, so, so let's go to another clip. Uh, this one is about Blake's character, Will. William Ian Sherwood III. Musician, scholar, rake, entrepreneur, conspiracy theorist. But I'm cool like that. 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 I'm cool. Malcolm, Jib, and Diggy met William at band camp three years ago. Yo, you niggas need some weed? I got you. Good shit. Fair price. William assured them that he used the word nigga only as a term of endearment as explained by Q-Tip in the classic song, Suck a Nigga. It's your room right there. After that, they all hit it off. Though he never used that word in front of them again. That's the slap. That's that not entirely it. true. He does use it <laughs> more times than right. I do in the film. In the um, film. So I, I got to ask, I mean, what were you guys using for the drugs? I'm always curious what they use for the drugs in the movie. I mean, what were you guys actually... Baking powder. Wait, what did you... Because you were that, like, really, like... What were you guys, You're like, sorting? Yeah. Yeah. At first, it was, it was, like, some type of salt or something, and I thought it was, like, a prop. So I took I I like lick it and like put it in my nose and everything and um my throat closed for a while. <laughs> so they had to get through you know the set powder and it doesn't do anything. But I was yeah. having a moment on set just breathing. <laughs> so I just um I had the wrong stuff. <laughs> what about the tabs too? Like what 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 are they even giving you? Just like candy or what is what are they making you like? Nerds. Doing? A lot of nerds? a lot of times it's like sugar pills or something like that. I'm now I'm addicted to those. So. <laughs> Why do you think he's so energetic? Right. That's true. <laughs> I mean, so the, you guys really jammed on this film. It was shot in I believe 25 days. Um, 24. 24 days. 24. Yeah. Days. Uh, that's I know that's one so less, less day, than, guys. Yeah. I know. So just a little over three weeks, basically. Um, I mean, what were kind of the hardest scenes for, for you guys to shoot? I mean, let's go with, uh, you know, Tony and Kiersey on this one. The hardest 
I think when we were like outside on the bikes and it was like 104 degrees outside, yeah. that was uh, pretty sweaty and uh, difficult. But also the last day of shooting, we shot one of the most intense scenes in the movie. And I was already like, I'm a baby, so I already like wanted to cry because it was our last day. Okay. <laughs> so it got really dramatic for me. Um, but I think those two. No, yeah. I mean, it was hot on set, and I, um, I actually fainted from heat exhaustion at one point. Really? Yeah. Because um, our costume designer put me in like seven layers of leather, <laughs> and I just flop flopped. Or um, shooting in the school was difficult, too, because school was actually active while we were doing it. So it was actually really funny. We, we couldn't actually say what we were shooting because it's a school, and we couldn't say we're shooting dope because, um, well, that doesn't sound right. Um, so we had to, like, they, would, they gave us this memo to call it Oreo, but I just kept saying we were shooting Hancock too. It's pretty Hancock funny. Too. <laughs> so you brought, so school's still going on and you have a backpack with a bunch of fake ecstasy and a fake gun yeah. inside of the school and you're yeah. shooting it. Yes. Oh yeah. And nobody said anything. What's no, the problem? It's America. It's yeah, exactly. <laughs> Public education, you know. We just told them that uh, Jennifer Lawrence and Tom Cruise were coming in. They were fine with it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what about, you know, did, did you guys kind of have, you know, Tony and Kiersey, I mean, and, and, you know, with Malcolm, did you guys have, like, bonding rituals or, or something to... Rituals? Yeah, I, I don't even know. Maybe like not we, rituals. We'd sacrifice the chicken. Over each other, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like hang time before <laughs> the, like... Because you guys really do give the semblance of lifelong friends in this film, which, which isn't the easiest thing to do, so. Yeah, I mean, we all kind of connected off the bat. Like, I knew Shamik through mutual friends, sort of, already. So when I saw him audition, I was like, oh, hey, what's up? I gave him a ride home after yeah. our audition <laughs> together. I didn't know who he was. She didn't um, care who he's I was. He's a hitchhiker. Um, and we would just hang out. When we booked it, we would just all hang out, like, in my apartment. And which was, like, across the street from the production office. Yeah. With your devil dog. <laughs> My dog attacked him, literally attacked him, like bit him, tried to eat him up into a bunch of little And it's like a tiny little chihuahua. I'm scared of dogs. It's like that scene in Something About Mary or something. Yes, exactly like that. Shaw off, yeah. Well, wasn't that a ferret though? Sorry, off point. Yeah, okay. So I think we have one more clip to show you guys. We're going to throw to that right now. It's a good one. Facing time like Pappy Mason with pins I'm embracing. Yeah, yeah. The world is this. The world is yours. The world is yours. Yo, what are you doing opening the door butt ass naked for? Excuse my dumb ass sister, man. What up? Are you AJ? No. That's my dad. I need to speak to him. It's about boys club. Right, right. Uh, well, my dad's at his office for like a couple hours, but y'all can hang out here until he gets back if you want. We, um, you know, yeah. Hey, yeah. You wanna come in? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, come in. Oh, that's CGI. I, so I know, right? <laughs> okay, so I think we're going to open it up to uh, audience questions right now. So, Hi, everybody. Hola. Hi. Hey. Awesome cast. Awesome. I'm Jossie. How you doing? Uh, I had a question doing? for Blake Anderson. Hello, Blake. How are you? Hi. I'm doing well. I love Thank workaholics. You. Round of applause for workaholics, real quick. All right, yeah. 
was particularly interested in the fact that, you know, your character had to use the N-word, and you are Caucasian. I am. Yeah. You but, um, What were your thoughts on, on, on that role? I know as an actor you have to be professional, but how was that experience for you? Um, you know, yeah, as an actor, I'm, I'm, I'm down to do what, what's written on the page. Uh, it wasn't like, ah, oh, yes, finally. <laughs> yeah. uh, I've been waiting for this moment. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm not personally a fan of using the word in my, my own personal life. Right. But, you know, I think it is a subject that needs to be addressed as well because I know there are people who are frustrated by the fact that they can't say because it isn't coming from a malicious place. I don't know if it's my spot or, you know, Chet Hanks' spot to discuss that or make up that decision of what what is right or wrong, but mm -hmm. it's but definitely actor, something that can you be... Have to you know, play that role and, and start in the conversation. So it's, yeah. it's a vulnerable, vulnerable role for you, definitely. I want to commend you. Thank you. Thanks. That's, that's, as that's long as I'm big, not getting like slapped, job, but, yeah, you know. slapped on the streets or whatever, I'm cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, All right. Thanks. Thanks. Hi, guys. Uh, my name's Augustus, and I guess this is targeted towards Chanel, Blake, and Tony in specific, but... It's just such an eclectic cast, um, especially with ASAP, Chanel. This is your first uh, time working in a movie. Blake, from working with Adam and Durs, and then with working with Wes Anderson. What was it like? Just every day, you know, any funny stories? Just what, what was that like for you guys? You want to go down this way? Um, you want to start it? Well, it was long, long hours on set. I'm used to, like nine to five being on set as a fashion model so I was really exhausting for me but I was lucky enough to be working with a, a great cast where we all had a great special bond and we made the best out of our time and we enjoyed each other's company so it was pretty easy and fun it didn't even feel like we were at work because the director really allowed us to be creative on set and let us do our own thing and you know we had a good chemistry all of us yeah, I, I think I think that's absolutely true, I'm, and I think it speaks a lot. Oh, most of my scenes, you know, I, I was lucky to do some really fun scenes with Chanel. What did you do? Tell them. <laughs> what did you guys Girl, do? Girl, you know what we did. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, just Kiersey, Tony, Shamik, there's 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 such a good energy on set, and they they really just welcome you, you know. So it was easy to to play along with them on set because they're just you know they're pros. They're they're. They're good at their jobs, so. We try to be. Yeah. We try to be. Oh, uh, right, for me. I, don't, I mean, it was really fun on set. It was um, a lot different from what I had done before, um, but that's not to say it was bad. It was just a completely new experience, and I had a lot of fun um, coming from a movie where I couldn't improvise a single line, um, where basically half my lines are completely improvised. Uh, it was really a lot of fun and I got to like flex some muscles I've, I haven't, so now I'm sore. Thanks guys, it looks really great. Appreciate <laughs> Thank it. Thank you. <laughs> Hi, guys doing? What's up? Hi. Hi. Name's Christian and uh, my question's for Quincy actually. Yo, you did a phenomenal job in Brotherly Love, by the way. Thank you. Thank great you. job. How do you feel about taking on this lighter role right now in Dope when your role in Brotherly Love was darker? How do you 
Right, Color transition, yeah. yeah. Definitely, uh, you know, black and white roles. You yeah. know, since uh, Brotherly Love was straight, you know, undercover, like, smooth guy, but, you know, really a devil in the end. Um, oops, I just told a movie. Um, <laughs> what? But, no, uh, come on, that yeah, was my cue. Being able to explore um, with, you know, Jaleel, it was, it was a lot of, like, <clears throat> it was a lot of improvisation, but then again, I had to, like, stay true. You know, it's like, almost like I had to do too much without doing too much, you know, because that's who he was. And I was like, you know, how do you do too much and make it believable instead of looking like you, you know, you just acting a fool, and you know, I think it was it was just <clears throat> I took my time with everything. I didn't I didn't rush anything. I didn't you know I, I really listened to my characters a lot of talking and listening. You know, because a lot of the conversations you see between us, it literally was like back and forth, and that's how I went on set. It wasn't like you know set up that way to where it's like you had to be cut. You know that way we were actually having a conversation. She's saying something, and now she, you know this person's saying something, and I'm looking back and forth, and you know what I mean. So it was it was like real. You know, it was just real conversation. I kind of like found that true place, you know, to who I am, and then just applied those little extra, you know, attributes to you know be a little extra. All right. Yeah. Cool, man. Dope. <laughs> How's it going, everybody? Thank you all for coming. Uh, this movie looks dope. Um, do, so I'm, I got a question for all you guys to answer. Uh, dope is one of my favorite words to use. I know it's slang, but it's part of my everyday vernacular. It's a very positive word. You know, I want to know if we go down the line and just w what your favorite word is, whether it's a slang term or just a word that you use all the time. That when someone hears that word, they think of you. My favorite word is dope. <laughs> dope. <laughs> so is mine. Oh gosh. Um, I had to think. You. <laughs> What's yours? Uh, I, I would probably say dude. I say dude. dude a lot. Bro? You say bro a lot too. Bro dude. Bro dude. <laughs> See, I would say rad. Rad is my thing. I know it's weird, but that's rad. I don't know. <laughs> she, she says she doesn't know. That's her word. I don't know. I feel like it's not appropriate to say. Like. <laughs> no, say it, say it. Probably like the F word or bitch or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, me being from Atlanta, I say coolin'. I just be cool. <laughs> cool. Ooh. I wish That's that rad. was mine. That's right. That one's cool. It's pretty rad. Peace. How y'all doing? I'm Art. Hi. Um, so my question is for Miss Chanel, since this is your first movie. What was your biggest challenge in playing this role? At first, it was, I think, being nude. Um, and but then I realized that. Um, I've done topless shots, like, you know, since I was 18 and, um, I had to be comfortable with myself and my body and I just never seen myself topless, like, on a, in film. So I think that was challenging for me to, like, be comfortable with being on set with the crew and just, like, not overthinking and going for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somebody's got to uh, play Lily. <laughs> Hello, my name is Andre. I have a question uh, for Mimi. How do you go about casting new talent? Like, just fresh, never seen you before, but no, you're interested. It's a, great, it's a great question. So we had an amazing um, casting um, director, but um, going into this, Rick and all of us, all the filmmakers, we definitely wanted the, the spirit of the... The cast, the, we wanted young, young actors. Um, I think for Malcolm, we went back and forth a lot about whether or not it was going to be someone known or not. And I think in the end, we all just were like, you know what, we want to we bring some fresh faces. I mean, some of them have acted before, but 
Cap had never acted before as well. And his scene, when you see him, is such an emotional scene. It's totally opposite from who he is as, as a person. But I think all of us, Pharrell as well, like we were all really excited about just finding a, a cast that could really represent the energy and the spirit of the film. And they all did an amazing job. And all I, of I wanted to know, did an agent like send you to him or you just like found them on YouTube or something like how well, does that no our cast you know they you know bunch of auditions I mean Rocky put himself on tape sent it to us um Pharrell really wanted uh Cap G to be in it so he auditioned killed his audition but yeah it was a combination of different um you know people reaching out to our casting director and sort of the putting the word out but it was done on, I mean, if this, just so that you know, I mean, we did this independently. We raised the money for this film. If this film would have went through the Hollywood system, you know, a Hollywood studio, they probably would not have let us cast any of these actors. Okay, that you, that's what I was going to say. with the exception of, okay. you know, Blake over here. But, but for the most part, you know, and, and Zoe. <laughs> but, you know... <laughs> But because, you know, they were, you know, Blake has a really big following. But, but again, that's usually how the movie studios will cast. Like, okay. But to right. us, they, most people, I think, looked at this cast going into Sundance being like, oh, there's no stars in that film. And all of us were laughing because we were like, all right, wait until you see. Because they all are stars. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Hi, my name's Armani. How are you guys? Um, <laughs> my question's for Kiersey. Um, you have um, amazing style. My Thanks. question for you is, how did you feel about your new wardrobe in the movie? Oh, I loved it. I thought it was really cool. I mean, aside from today, normally I'm really, like, lazy. And my sister's over there. She's really fashionable. I'm wearing her shoes. She's the one that makes me, like, look cute when I Wait, come up here. isn't it your sister's birthday today? It is my sister's birthday. We can you, can you say happy, happy birthday, birthday to my sister. <laughs> Um, it was, <laughs> it was, it was cool. I, I, it was kind of like Patrick, our wardrobe, our costume designer, he wanted to go for like, um, a, an Aaliyah vibe. He didn't want to make her like too butch and stereotypical. Um, and I, I, I wanted to like wear caps and like, cause we couldn't shave my head completely. So we did like a mohawk and a lineup and like covered it. And, um, it was fun. It was cool. I like only had like 10 minutes in hair and makeup, like the guy. So I was down with it. Boo. Yeah. Thank you. Boo. All right. Thanks for coming, everybody. And uh, make sure to go see Dope, June 19th. It's, it's an Thank amazing you. film, really. One of the best films of the summer. <laughs>